Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Off Grid Pros Podcast. How's it going? How you guys doing? Great. We've got Ryan here today, in case you guys are wondering. Welcome back, Ryan. Back after a two-month hiatus. Yep. Yes. <laughs> it's a little longer than planned. Did you have a nice vacation? I know you weren't you weren't working at all during that time, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Just vacationing. Whole time. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Dang. It was what great. Vacation. Very relaxing. Just setting up his tiny house. Yep. Well, there you go. That's exactly what we're talking about today. Today is all about tiny houses. Um, If you guys don't know, this is we're we're in season two. What is this episode seven of of season two? So this is our seventeenth episode overall. So if this is your first time listening in, um, go check out the first sixteen. They're pretty great. We talk about all kinds of stuff, was like solar, water filtration general off-grid living stuff things to not do things to do all that good stuff so if you haven't listened to it yet go check it out but today we are covering tiny homes um ryan has actually been building his own tiny home so we've got first-hand experience just to talk about it and kind of go over some i guess basics of tiny home living and then um just things you things you should know before you get into it um so yeah, for uh, for those that are new, every time that we have an episode, we do a fun fact to get us started. Um, I'll go ahead and read the first one. Let's see. So for a home to be considered a tiny house, it has to be less than 500 square feet. Ryan, can you confirm if that's true or not? Or did I just make that up? I, I think that's a general thing. You know, I'm general a genius. Rule. Yep. Nailed it. Is that how big your tiny home is? Uh, no, mine's generally. Uh, mine's yes, it's less than five hundred square feet. It's like two hundred and seventy square feet with in, oh with the gosh. lofts included. So, oh really? Yeah, really. Oh yeah, both of them. Why am I like so surprised by that? That feels like really small. It's yeah, it's small. It's because we don't know how to do math. That's why. Yeah, it's because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Jesus. Right. If your tiny home's that small, then then our coworker Derek's tiny home must be like forty seven square feet. <laughs> yeah, his is a little smaller. Yeah, wow. quite a bit. Dang, go you, Ryan. You could build like a whole second tiny home and still be under the the requirement to, to five hundred feet. Totally. Yep. So I do, do have that, a tiny I have a tiny shed. Um, as well, which is not included in that 270. So, dang, you should basically just invent tiny estates. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad we're not broadcasting this at Ryan's house because people would be really shocked because it uh, it looks rather large. <laughs> yeah, when you did like your little walkthrough video with us, I was like, dang, there's like so much happening here, and we've already talked about it. it looks so cute inside. It's adorable. I love it. <laughs> it has yeah, a, it should be on like HGTV or something, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has a lot of windows, so it feels bigger than it actually is. So. That's how you do it. That's the key. All that natural light. Mm-hmm. That's what they always talk about on HGTV. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't like windows. I don't like people staring in at me. 
That was a weird thing to say. <laughs> so anyways, that's what we're talking about. Uh, tiny houses and, uh, th- okay. So Ryan, here's, um, this is what I found. It said online that there's a big range, obviously, of, of building a tiny house. It's just like there's a really big range of building a house. Like if you go all out, obviously, it's going to be crazy expensive. But in general, it said the average to build a house is about $30,000. Um, would you say that's that's correct in, in terms of like what you think an, an average one would be if somebody just did like a standard they didn't go too crazy on it or anything? I think it can be done for that price. Um, and I yeah. think, you know, it just depends on the way you build it. Um, yeah. You know, to get to hit that price, you need to, like, it needs to be pretty small and it needs to be, you need to use, like, a lot of recycled materials and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. I would, say I would assume that, that doesn't really include any power, right? No. Like, no solar or anything like that? No, I, I cannot imagine that that would include any sort of solar. Um, yeah, because yeah. just on the solar, especially if you're going to live there full time, you're going to spend several thousand dollars to set that up. Right. I mean, depending on on how how small of a setup you want. Uh, I mean, I guess you could do it with the bare minimum. Yeah. Spend a couple thousand, but but if you're trying to live there full time, there are systems. So, like for example, the Humless six point five, that system is about eight thousand dollars. And that is intended for tiny homes or just small houses. So something like that is kind of that, that ballpark range of, of how much you're going to spend just on the solar if you want to go all out. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And before we get into the nitty gritty of, of Ryan's tiny home, uh, our coworker, Derek, his tiny home, I believe he paid $7,500 for it and it was an almost done it's like a, a not a frame it was I, I don't know right you saw it would you two-thirds of a house basically almost all the way done yeah i'd say two-thirds uh, maybe maybe a little bit more than that um he's you know he's still got some little finish work and stuff to do on it but yeah that's about right yeah, and we'll have to revisit this subject and have him on and talk about his. But I, I know he probably dumped somewhere in the ballpark of like ten grand into it after the fact. But um, it can be done for for real cheap if uh, if you do it right. I thought he built it himself. No, he finished it. That guy's a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> well. I guess he's not going to be coming on the podcast. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> it's not like we pay him to, to do it. Like last time he just, I gave him like three Bud Lights. Yeah. <laughs> I think to him that is payment. Yeah. Well, I think most of us All would right. consider that payment. Maybe not Bud Light, but you know. Yeah. It's, it's just so. my house beer. <laughs> it's funny. I drink I drink Bud Light at home, but I would literally never get it anywhere else. I would never purposely buy it unless I was in my own house. <laughs> odd. So, anyways, we're going to talk about a little bit about Ryan's tiny house specifically. Um, so this this episode's going to be it's going to be dedicated to to the big talker of the group. Um, I hope you're excited, Ryan. I definitely. Um, good. So. 
one question is what materials um, did you use primarily to build your house? Like what type of wood um, did you use for like the outside? Did you use multiple types of wood for both the inside and outside? Oh yeah. Yeah. We've got a lot of different types of wood. So, I mean, it's basically, so I, I went ahead and got a standard tiny house trailer. There's, there's companies that make tiny house trailers and that really simplifies the process. Um, so we drove up to Oregon, grabbed the trailer. Um, and then I just did a standard like stick, stick frame house. Um, so all of the framing lumber, that kind of stuff you just get from home Depot or your local lumber supply. Um, and then we tried to do as much locally sourced uh, wood. So we have a lot of ponderosa pine that's milled at the local lumber or at the uh, local sawmill. Um, and they supplied a lot of like the finish, like trim work and all of that. And then our... <clears throat> Interior of the house is all a tongue groove pine, which uh, was supplied by, uh, you know, the, the wood's not necessarily local to Arizona, but it is um, close. But the sawmill was just, uh, you know, like an hour outside of town. So, yeah. Um, and then we did like a lightweight cedar uh, lap siding. Um, so we just tried to do uh, as local as we could and as lightweight as we could. So yeah, and our our local area is northern Arizona, so it's uh, I, I say there's plenty of trees around for for that kind of stuff. Yeah, and there's limitations with ponderosa pine. Like it's not a it's not really a great structural material, and it. Um, it moves a lot, uh, like contracts and expands. And, and so it's, it's, uh, you know, you really can do a lot with it. It just kind of complicates the process. Um, so we, we used it in the places that it really made sense and used standard lumber in the, in like the really critical spots. So is that the, that Ponderosa, is that on the inside yeah, mostly on the inside, but I also have all of the trim on the outside is also ponderosa. Okay. So, so you used it because it's pretty. I mean, it it does look really nice, and we just we really like Silas at AP Sawmill here in town, and um, you know, like supporting him. So we uh, tried to do as much as we could with him. Well, it worked out because it is a very, very fancy home. I think we should probably post some pics on our Insta and Facebook and all yeah, that. Yeah, we're just going to plaster your home all uh-huh. over the internet. Make, make sure Ryan's face is in every single one. <laughs> Sounds good. YouTube videos, Facebook, Instagram. We don't have a Twitter. We're going to create a Twitter. It's called Ryan's House. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think uh, we are we are planning on doing a YouTube video, I believe, of uh, yeah, of the house. So we'll have that coming up. 
Yeah. Full HGTV style, so you guys will mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we'll do like a crib style. Whatever you <laughs> <Yeah>. guys do. <laughs> we need to edit it just like a cribs episode. And go full. I'm sure people would be like, I literally hate these guys now. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's such a good idea. <laughs> yep. Okay, so so in terms of like the uh, the power in the house, you guys do have solar set up, correct? We do. Yes. Or are you guys using generator? Uh, I mean, we have a backup generator um, when when we need it, and you know, in the last few months, we've needed it. I don't. It's been the winter's been gotten a lot of snow, and there's a lot of trees out where we are, and so you get a pretty limited solar window. Um, so I, but even with all of that, we've I've maybe ran the generator for eight hours total. I would say. Oh, really? Yeah, just a couple yeah, of times. It, was it so, like forty inches up in up in Flagstaff? Of snow, yeah, we got a lot with that that last storm. There's there's easily, yeah, three feet or more. It's great for solar out by us. So, dang, I remember that's uh that what was was that last year? No, that wasn't last year. Either last year or two years, we got thirty eight inches in one day in Flagstaff. Yeah, I think it was last year. I remember was it last year. It was either last year or the year before where we got yeah, it was a record yeah record amount in twenty four hours. And we like couldn't get to work. It was like I literally like my car is literally just buried under all the snow, and then the plow comes through and then plows all the snow behind the car on top of it. I was like, this is great. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah, I realized recently that I used to love snow until I owned a home. And now that I have to shovel it myself, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> so, I, and, and by the way, if you try to call snow removal companies, it's there's there's no point in doing that. <laughs> They're like, have you seen outside? We can't drive anywhere. <laughs> there, the three that I tried, all of their mailboxes were full, and yep. no and and nobody bothered to call me back. Not that I could leave a message, but. <laughs> So I was like, how do they do the rest of the year? I have no idea that it's not snowing. They just kill it. Those like few months, I guess I have no idea, but I was like, I will pay at least a couple hundred bucks. If somebody would just shovel my driveway. Dang, we Mm. should start that business for three months. That's what I've been. I've been poking Ryan about that for the last two years that we need to just throw some plows. Just use the trucks, the, the Prometheus trucks. Yeah. We've uh, we've we've got plenty of work without needing to do that. Yeah, too. The, yeah no, you, I, you're right. You are correct, Canela. You need to call a, a landscaping company because that's what they do in the winter most of the time. So okay, yeah, hit up yeah. hit up Morning Dew. They have to. We yeah. installed their solar. Yes, exactly. shout out to Morning Dew. I, I I definitely should. They are also inundated with work though. So I'm yeah, sure they're. I'm sure the last thing they want to do is deal with my tiny driveway. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh yeah so in terms of solar what 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 kind of setup do you have ryan um like what kind of batteries and all that kind of stuff okay so i've got um like 12 320 watt panels um like i said i wouldn't normally need that if i had decent sun but we we got about a three hour window in the middle of the day so i have to collect as much as i can in a very short window and then 
I've got an Outback Radian inverter, um, and the and that's a eight kilowatt, and it is way oversized for the tiny house, but um, I do a lot of woodworking and stuff, so um, you know I want to be able to use that system for a very long time, and so when we ultimately move the tiny house again to like its permanent home. Uh, I want to, you know, have enough power to run all those things. So I've got that inverter. Uh, it's an Outback FlexMax charge controller. Um, and the batteries, I actually have uh, lithium batteries. They're lithium iron phosphate from Discover. And they're two roughly like six and a half to seven kilowatt hours in in each of those so yeah it's uh it works out pretty well that and you know our standard usage in the tiny house is like it's, it's usually four to five kilowatt hours a day something like that and so um as long as we get a little bit of sun um even you know if it's cloudy we're still getting enough that we can go a few days of, you know, cloudy weather without having to run a generator. So how are you keeping those batteries temperature controlled? Are they inside the house or? So my, so my tiny shed houses, you know, all of our like stuff, all of my tools and our outdoor gear and all of that. But I also have my water, equipment in there and then the solar is in there and i have a small direct vent propane heater in that shed that uh keeps it a nice like 50 degrees in there so oh sweet okay um, yeah is there a kegerator or a space for kegerator or plans for a kegerator um i'm gonna have to do an outdoor kegerator it's, it's a little tight so i mean that makes sense that makes sense. It's cold yeah. outside. That's um, that'll be the next shed that I build. The, <laughs> the the next tiny kegerator shed. So yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have trouble getting all of your employees um, away from you at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and then so like for the for your water, where where are you where are you getting your water, and do you have like a system set up for that? Yeah, so the the land that we are actually uh, renting um, has a well on site, which makes it really nice. Um, we would otherwise, you know, have to haul water or um, or you know try to collect as much as we could, which we may end up doing anyways um, at the temporary location. But um, we're definitely planning to collect wherever the permanent home is. Um, but there's, yeah, we, we have a, a well and it's about, I have to string out, you know, a few hundred feet of hose to, to fill our, we've got like a 550 gallon tank and I have to fill it. It's, it's working out to be about once a month. Um, but it's, it's a lot easier than having to haul water. Um, so yeah. Is that free? Well, it's included in our rent. Okay. 
Nice. Heck yeah. Okay. Well, at this point, as you guys uh, know, as of late, we have been doing a bit of a trivia to close out the first half. Um, now, I, I, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and ask you both. And so I'm going to give you the, the question. Don't answer it because we're going to find out after the break. Um, but it's a A through D options. Um, Ryan, I don't know if this is factual. This is what I found <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> so it's true. It's got to be true. It was on the internet. Okay, here we go. What is the minimum requirement for the ceiling in a common area for a tiny house? Okay. Here are your options. Six feet, six inches. <laughs> I, I wrote this last night and I was being funny. Um, <laughs> six feet. <laughs> yeah, Stop I'm, looking I'm seeing, at the yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm seeing what you have here now. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Six feet, six inches. Oh, I just read the last one. <laughs> six feet, 12 inches. Six feet, 16 inches. Okay, those are your... <laughs> Your, those are your four options. Okay, we're going to find out um, what the real answer is. You're, you're, you're going to give us your answers after the break. So we'll be right back. And welcome back. Okay, so before that break, like I said, we had our trivia question. So again, it was, uh, what is the minimum requirement for the ceiling in a common area for a tiny house? Six feet, six inches, six feet, eight inches, six feet, 12 inches, or six feet, 16 inches? Okay. <laughs> I'm so funny. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, Keneally. <laughs> Kennelly, uh, I'm going to say B. B, six feet, eight, eight inches is my answer. That's your answer? Okay, yeah. Ryan. Um, so I think – Don't tell me it's wrong. No. I, I So uh, our jurisdiction has like special things for a tiny house, special requirements, and it's six foot four here. But um, – Ryan, I mean, you're six, the fun facts. Six, like, I'm sorry. Six foot, <laughs> six foot eight is like like a standard Doro height, and I think they would be making some allocations for tiny houses. Like, so I'm gonna go with six foot six. Six foot six, and Canales is six foot eight. Yeah. How confident are you guys? Well, I'm a hundred percent confident. There's a zero percent chance I'm wrong. Ryan. Well, I guess. <laughs> I guess if he's a hundred percent, then I'm zero percent. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sad to say Keneally is right. Oof. Worst day of my life. Oh, I've only lost really one of these. You go for six, six feet, 16 inches. I almost did. I almost did. Cause the one time you did get me was by throwing me off by doing something stupid like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would literally was like, I gave him the options of like, 20, 200, 2,000, and 2 million. And the answer was like 2 million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. Keep, keep trying. Yeah. 
Keep trying to stump me. I, I enjoy it. That's my that's my favorite segment. Let's go on to my least favorite segment. All right. Canadian's least favorite segment is the good thing segment. So this is the part where we talk about good things that have happened in our lives uh, before we jump back into the main topic. Um, Keneally, how about you start us off? I will. Okay. So nothing good has happened to me recently. Perfect. Um, so I'm just, I'm just going to talk about my wife. Uh, she, <laughs> she recently started, <laughs> she recently started her, uh, her therapy internship. So I'd say that's, that's pretty good for me in the sense that at some point she'll get a raise. Yep. And then you could stop working. Yeah. yeah. And then nice. I won't have to work anymore. Um, I'm already doing this job and I don't make any money doing it. And then I have my other job <laughs> and, I, and that, that one's that I make pretty good money there. So I'm, I'm not going to complain, especially since my boss is right there. <laughs> it's, it's on the call. <laughs> 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 uh, what about what about you, Jonathan? Oh, um, I think my good thing is so uh, Mackenzie and I decided for the new year that we were going to do some kind of sport every weekend. Uh, so, like tennis or basketball or whatever, and. Besides the times that, like, this last weekend it was raining, like, the entire time, or I guess the last two weekends it's rained every day, we've, like, been on it. Like, one weekend we actually did it, like, three days in a row and for, like, two hours each. I was like, dang, we're freaking Which sports? It. Mostly tennis and basketball. We did we, – we, like, went outside and threw a football around for, like, an hour and a half, um, but – she nice. has become obsessed with with tennis, and it's a good time, and it's a it's a it's a workout. Um, tennis is no joke, so, man. That is a that is yeah. that is tough. It's fun. I, I I like turn on the the calorie counter thing, and it's like twelve hundred calories in like ninety minutes. It's great. I'm so skinny. Yeah, I love it. Not. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. All right, Ryan. What's yours? Um, yeah, I, I, I think I have to go with the the sports theme there. Like, I've actually had time in recent weeks to like run and go mountain biking, and we went snowboarding a couple days, and been snowshoeing, and yeah. snowshoeing. Oh yeah, wow. yeah. It's been that's a workout good. too. Yeah, the leading up to uh you know get like getting the house moved and all of all of that it was uh there was not much time for anything else and so it's been nice to get outside. So we know that's why we haven't heard from you and yeah. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's been snowshoeing for 2 yeah. months. That, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that tiny house looks like it was a quite the project. So I'm excited to see what the trailer turned out to be. I saw it when you gutted it, so see what the end result will be. Oh yeah, yeah. It came out it came out pretty good. I will um I'll try to get some photos and get them to you guys. Sweet. Awesome. Well that's our uh, that's our good segment. Good thing segment. Um guys have good things let us know we love good stuff um so back to the main topic tiny houses 
All right, Ryan. So we're talking about um, where where people park or just place their tiny home. Uh, so you've talked about a little bit how you rent uh, a space. So I guess you don't necessarily need to own land to be able to to have your tiny house somewhere. Um, but in terms of, of renting, what where type of locations, I guess, because I have no idea how it works. Is it just like an RV type park or is it specifically dedicated to tiny houses where you can park it? I mean, obviously you can do those kind of situations like RV parks and stuff, but, um, I, you know, a lot of people, you know, you, you just, you, you go around and I don't know, you, uh, you ask people if they, you know, you can go on like County GIS and figure out who owns large parcels of land and you might write them a letter and say, Hey, do you mind if I rent a tiny corner of your lot or something? Um, That's we the just, business to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean that there's a lot of people out there have done articles on how to make or how to find a spot for your tiny house. Cause that can be one yeah. of the most challenging things. It's, yeah. It's not real easy to just buy land and put it on there. Um, a lot of jurisdictions will uh, have a lot of have requirements that you know prevent you from doing those kind of things. So it's it can be. I think a lot of tiny house people will say that that's one of the most difficult parts of it. So yeah. We well, that that like- that leads me to a question actually. Since you mentioned RV parks, uh, what what's the benefit of of getting a tiny home or, or, or building one versus just getting an RV? Is there a cost benefit or, what, you know, what, what, what's the reason one or the other? I, I would say that it's with tiny house living, it's, it's more, you can build it the way you want it. It can be a little bit more like normal living, but for us, it was like RVs are, the majority of RVs are built very cheaply and you know, their, the materials are just as lightweight as possible. And if you have owned an RV before, you know that they continually just break down and have problems. And, and then, you know, it's kind of like buying a car where you pay 20 grand and after 10 years, it's only worth five. So with a tiny house, um, one that's built really well, you know, we're protecting our investment because I have no doubt that I could sell this tiny house in 10 years and get really good money from it. Um, just, yeah, I feel like just, the, just the cost of a tiny house versus an RV is, is a lot, um, like, like there's a big difference. Like I feel like an RV is going to be so much more expensive than a tiny house would be, um, just upfront cost anyway. I, I mean, it can't it, like, if you get a really good one, I'm, I shouldn't say that like across the board, the, you know, they're low quality, but I mean, your standard RV is just not really meant for full-time use. Just, they're just yeah. not built for that. So, yeah cool yeah so i and then 
so do you have with your uh tiny house do you have the option of being hooked up to shore power is that a common thing that people can hook up to shore power with the, with a tiny house like an rv yeah i think most of them would have that capability and, and and i do like you know i can connect mine to a generator um or or shore power just by yeah. plugging it in it's it'd be super simple how mobile is yours compared to an rv I, ours is, ours is not as mobile. Like we didn't really build it to be, uh, moved from place to place a lot. Uh, I think you, you'd make a lot of different choices if, if you were going to do that. Ours, we knew we'd might, it might go to two or three spots before it ultimately got put into like a more permanent situation. But, um, yeah, I, you would, you'd certainly build a little bit differently than we did. Yeah. We were, we built for comfort, not for speed. <laughs> yeah. I feel like generally in people will build a tiny house for the intention of it being parked in one spot for a long time, not necessarily to be mobile, like an RV. Um, Cause it, like, like you said, they're not made with the same kind of materials. They're not, generally like where it's not it's not going to be super lightweight where you just yeah let me just drive this all over the country you know it's it's intended to to be stationary for the most part unless you do need to move it somewhere for whatever reason yeah got it cool so um some things to consider when you go into tiny house living um one is where you get your water. So Ryan talked about this. You actually have a, a well on site of your rental property. Um, what is your, what's your plan when you get to your final destination for this tiny house? Is it to dig your own well or kind of bring water in water catchment maybe? Yeah, I think water catchment is, is going to be our, you know, primary source um that's what we would like to do if if a well is easy um and not too expensive we might consider doing that but um the in our current situation we'd love to collect water it's just you really need to be able to have a large amount of storage water storage to make that work effectively and you know, just being in a temporary situation like we are, we can't get the big water tanks that we really want. So, um, but that's ultimately the plan. So. Yeah. And I, and I think you, you've got to also take into account of, of just being able to uh, maybe even building something to go around the storage. Um, so just having the capability to store as much water as possible, um, so in case you do go through those times where there's no rain, like here in Arizona, it was like the first time we got rain in nine months or something. Yeah. It's just being able to store as much as possible. So you don't have to go actually go out and retrieve the water. Cause that sucks. <laughs> yes. Um, and then in terms of power, we talked about it a little bit. Um, you've got solar power hooked up um, and your system is custom. Now, people do have the option of getting something like we've talked about, like the homeless system, where it's it basically comes ready to go. 
So, I mean, it's a good idea to have like a, uh, a licensed electrician or even a solar person to hook up a system like the Humless, but it, it does I want to say it is pretty user-friendly. You do have the ability to hook it up yourself, but I would definitely encourage you to use somebody that knows what they're talking about to do it for you. Um, But a lot of these systems that we do have, so there's a system that's coming out relatively soon. The the date keeps getting pushed back. Is the the energy system, the energy flex. We've talked about it on here. I think we covered it in our solar generator uh, episode. Basically, this system is... I would say probably the way of, of the future of, of solar generators where it's modular. So it comes with the system that the operating system, and then you can just add batteries to it. Right. And so that's something that might be a great option for people going into tiny house living that don't necessarily want to pay a ton and they don't want to pay somebody to install a system for them. It's let me get this modular type solar generator. I can plug right into it. It comes ready to go and it's easy to use. And it tells me everything I need to know about the system in terms of maintenance or, or whatever. Um, but I mean, like if you're in Ryan's situation, you know exactly what you're doing. So you just set, set up your system however you want it. <laughs> Especially if you need lots of power for those tools. That's a big thing too, is, 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 your, is your power tools. Because some people are like, oh, I'm just running some lights. But then like I'm going to run an electric saw. You know, like you want to run a saw for five minutes a month. But... <laughs> run lights the rest of the time so you think you don't need any power but that's not right like so so with your system ryan how much of that uh uh inverter you said you've got an eight kilowatt inverter on there yeah yeah do you think you really get your use out of that with with your power tools um yeah i mean we we also just like wanted to have that for expansion the 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 other nice thing is it's uh, it has two inverters built into it. And so if one fails, I can use the other one as backup. Um, so I don't have to worry about like yeah. being without power if, if like one of those fails. Um, you know, it's a good I, idea. I very, very well could have just gotten the four kilowatt version and probably never ever needed the eight i just own a a solar company and you know thought it might be nice to have (laughs) whatever i freaking want (laughs) i just like i just that's the most that's the folks that's the most you'll ever hear ryan flex ever (laughs) (laughs) just i just wanted i just wanted the the big toys you know <laughs> I was gonna ask why you went with that specific brand of battery too, actually, because that's not something we typically install. It's not something you normally come across like on a daily basis. Um, so the with that brand, I don't, I don't think that it is the highest quality lithium, um, but it's definitely not the lowest quality. It's kind of like a a really well-built um, middle of the road. And so we've been doing um, just these things that are so expensive that um, for like for smaller, smaller systems and stuff, 
And people on a budget, we, we really don't, don't do these specific batteries um, as often. But, you know, it, it's just, it's, they're kind of a, just, they're just less popular in general because they cost a little bit more than like your standard simplifies, which simplifies a great battery. Um, I just thought that based on the sizing and they're just the discover, I think is built just a little bit better than simplify, but we just okay. don't, can't justify that for a lot of our other systems. So, well, it's important to note that, uh, to the listeners, we, we can sell you discover or simplify. If you just yes. email us at info at shopoffgrid.com. <laughs> We've also got batteries on the website, which are lithium, which are the lion batteries. Those are which, super popular. They are popular. Yeah. Lots of people got those. There, there's uh, three options on there ranging from 20 amp hour up to 105. So come on, get your batteries. Um, okay, Ryan. Here's our here's our last two uh, little talking points. Okay. What what is what's the worst I guess worst part or worst parts of living in a tiny home? So Okay, so there's a couple of things. Like one of the worst parts is like you can't just put stuff anywhere. Like you come home from work and you just like throw your stuff somewhere and you don't want to think about it you, you just yeah. can't do that like every everything has to have a place um so you go out and take a trip and you can't you don't have the option of just like not unpacking and just going to bed or whatever it's you, you have to deal with everything and put it in its place right away yeah. so it's hard to procrastinate for sure um, that does and, suck. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then like, cl- like the cleaning, you think what's nice about the cleaning is that obviously there's not much to clean, but you have to clean more often. Um, because everything's being used more. Yeah. It's just, everything gets more traffic and like, it, yeah. you're just, you're, where you're just always in the areas. And so it's just always getting dirty. So do you have just like a dog hair nightmare in there? The dog hair is a problem for sure. Okay. So. <laughs> I, Cause I have a normal house and it's a dog hair nightmare. So I couldn't imagine. Honestly, if we had a tiny home, I would just, uh, Put her down, I guess. I just- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we we at Off Grid Pros do not support that. Oh, I, we're probably going to get so much backlash from that comment. Yeah, I actually uh, took it. If you, if you listen, I I took a pause that. before I said that because I was like, should I say that? And, and then, then you still did it. <laughs> That's oh what happens god. before I make any of my uh, controversial comments. So uh, <laughs> I, I I would never. I would never put, I would burn my house down before I put my dog down. Okay. Let me just clarify. That was a joke. (laughs) Oh my God. All right. So pivoting quickly, Ryan, um, now tell us what, what are the best parts of living in your tiny home? 
Uh, I think it's just the simplicity of it. Like just waking up out there like in the woods and not having to hear any cars or hear any people or anything. It's just really nice to wake up out there. Like, you know, it's been snowing and stuff and, and it's just, just trees and snow and yeah, peace and quiet. It's yeah. It's been really nice. Now, when are you going to have a housewarming party? Oh yeah. Um, I don't know when, when yeah, this pandemic is going to be over. <laughs> you can't die from hanging out with people. No, I, well, I think yeah, when, as soon as we can have people comfortably outside, um, not freezing, um, then that'll be, that'll be what it is. We, we still have like a lot of little things to do as well. It's going to, going to build a little deck and, that kind of stuff, which would be really nice before we have, you know, lots of people over. So. Oh, wow. Are you going to put a little temporary deck on there, or is it going to be somewhat of a permanent structure? You should build um, something that you can just take apart and put back together yeah, in a new think. place. That's, like that's a, the plan. That's the plan. Like I'll, version? Yeah, I'll build, uh, build the deck in, like, sections that could be put on a trailer and, and moved wherever. So Sweet. Yeah. Does a... Uh, does Carolyn love the love the tiny home? Does she, she love does. living in it? Yeah, she loves it. The I mean, we weren't really intending to be having to work from home while living in a tiny house, and so yeah, um, she's spending a little bit more time there than she really thought she would, and so I think um, gets a little stir crazy. Especially, especially in the wind, you know, this time of year when it's not quite as easy to go outside. Yeah. Um, but that's really the, the biggest challenge right now for her is just trying to work from home and just being there all the time, you know. Yep. So. Yeah. So uh, what, originally when you're like, I'm building a tiny house, we're going to live in it. Was that like a, a discussion you guys had or, or was she like, heck no, I don't want to do that. Or was it like you both were like, we should live in a tiny house? We've been talking about doing something like this for a long time. Like we were, we were talking about yurts and all kinds of stuff. Um, Ooh, a yurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she is just as excited about it as okay. I am. Um, it, it was not, it took no convincing on my part. It was just kind of, you know, we've both been wanting to do it. So nice. I know if I told Mackenzie we were moving into a tiny house, she'd be like, "Well, it was nice knowing you, but <laughs> uh, same, same." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I don't want to live in a tiny house, so it works out. Also, same. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk about them all day. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. They're cool. They're cool to look at. Yours is real oh, cool yeah. to look at. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's not for everyone, that's for sure. No. Yeah. I yeah, I went. Like, I met, we mentioned him a couple times in this episode, but our coworker Derek. I've been in his tiny home a few times, and every time I step three feet in it, which is the whole house, um, I'm always like, "Well, that's enough. I'm good. I'm gonna go back <laughs> to my normal house now." <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is kind of just like an introductory ep- episode into tiny house living. Um, I think the idea is to, to go deeper into it with, with more specifics on, on various aspects of tiny house living, as well as um, try and throw up a, a YouTube video and, and some pictures of, of tiny house, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Make sure to go follow us, you know, on Instagram and Facebook, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, visit us at shopoffgrid.com. Find those, uh, those lithium batteries as well as anything else you can ever imagine in the off-grid living world. Um, any questions or suggestions for future episodes, shoot us an email at info at shopoffgrid.com. Thanks so much, and we'll catch you next time.